1: Presented by T Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
0: So are they here yet? That's that's a question I have. The the offseason, I feel like there's kind of been like a snapback to reality when it comes to the to the Texans, where you can catch lightning in a bottle, but you take a step back and you realize you're not in a certain weight class. And I don't want to say there weren't expectations this year, but but let's be honest, the the bar was pretty low based on what we'd seen in previous years. Correct. So I want to ask you this, mm-hmm. and we're eight months away from really laying these out and really diving into them. What are the expectations for the Texans now? Like, what what should we expect from the Texans? Like, what is what is the bar at this point?
2: Now, look, I I, I get your point uh, in terms of like. Are we gonna fall into this is what I'm talking about? Are we gonna fall back into yeah, well, lightning in a bottle? But you know, you know the Texans are they gonna take a step back? What what are the expectations gonna be? I I'm I'm past that. I am absolutely past that. This is not free agency for finding warm bodies. This is free agency for finding uh, those those key pieces. This is not oh they're gonna lose their offensive coordinator. Who cares? Uh, you know I I think with C.J. Stroud. My expectation is win the division. If you want to talk uh, right. X's and O's fair. And, and, and W's and L's. That's fair. Win the division. Let's not even make it a competition. You know, let's not have to go to the, the, the last division game of the year to get it. Uh, and then that that's the next step. That's the next logical step. You, you made a great comparison of this team yesterday with the Detroit
0: Lions. And I'm gonna I'm gonna elaborate on that more tomorrow because I actually perfect it's it there's so many reasons why it's similar and it can actually be a souped up version of the Lions like it's there's there's a massive opportunity today I want to get into the Will Anderson trade but the Lions I agree with you I think that's the weight class yeah I like Baltimore Kansas City all that I'm not I'm not there yet you were you had an equal playing field with them Mm -hmm. but at this point. I'm not gonna get lost in the sauce and act like I expect the Texans to be in that on that level. I am with you. I'm not gonna sit here and say Super Bowl or bust. They're
2: not there yet. But they can damn sure win the division and they can damn sure get to an AFC championship game. That's what the Lions did. Uh I think they can. The Lions did
0: it in the NFC though, man. Oh, I know. That's the other that's the other thing about this. It's it, it's the NFC. The NFC is deeper but not as top heavy.
2: Like, like, like the AFC is very gettable but then you have Buffalo Baltimore and Kansas City and so that that it's very top heavy well I mentioned those three teams that would leave a spot open wouldn't it I mean that kind of leaves a spot open there among the elite of the elite
0: my expectations are right there with you just make the playoffs no Playoffs, but I I do I do wonder like what is it what is it going to be like like or is it uh, all of a sudden like is it going to be a situation where people were expecting the Texans to be, it wouldn't shock me like we, we could see we we could see this being a consistent thing but I'm I'm gonna channel my expectations to where just get in the just get in the tournament and see what happens and and quite frankly they could I mean there could be a situation where C J Stroud struggles more but he's becoming a better player uh well. Yes, but I, you know, the struggles are going
2: to be very short-lived. Uh, I, I mean, we've seen that. We've, we, we expected tr- uh, struggles. If he was going to have prolonged struggles, it was going to be his rookie year. So yeah, there's going to be some. But I, I don't, I don't. To me, that doesn't even measure, you know, him being in a prolonged slump, having a sophomore slump, and oh, what happened to CJ? Sch- We're not going to have those discussions now. I'm going
0: to ask you a question, and I want you to. And shout out to the loopholes if you listen, you are one seven one three five seven two four six one zero. YouTube, Twitch, uh, Odyssey app. But I want you, I, I want you to get out of the feeling of a romanticized season. Mm-hmm. I want you to get out of the feeling of the best is yet to come. And I want you to put yourself in the shoes of offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick and quarterback coach Gerard Johnson. Mm hmm. And I want you to answer me this question, because this is how this whole thing works. You know this. When you're making a big decision, like to leave somewhere, outside of the clear increase in salary or increase in opportunity, we've laid out the reasons why you would not want to leave the Texans. And John McClain, I thought, took it too far yesterday, saying both of them should just stay in Houston yeah. and not even like considering. I thought that was a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. But we've talked about why you would want to stay and why there's reason for excitement. Cap Space, CJ Stroud, Will Anderson, D'Amico, all that crap. Yeah. Why would you want to leave? Like if you're making your cons list, because even, even on the in the best situations, there's a cons list. If you're Bobby Slowick, you're Gerard Johnson. We've talked about why you would want to stay. Why would you want to leave this situation? What would be what would be the negatives for this situation?
2: Uh for, for the Texan situation. I don't even know if that would uh, register uh, in terms of why I would want to leave. Like I, I, I would rather do this. I would rather it be different here for this reason. But I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to give you one reason, and I hesitate to say this because everything is going so well, and they get together, uh, they get along so well. But there are a lot of voices in the offensive room. A lot of voices. A lot of opinions. In the offensive room, there's Bill Lazor, you know, who's a veteran. Who? Uh, 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 he, he's he's big. He's uh, who? Isn't he the who? Who? Uh, who? I forget what his title is. Oh, okay. uh, uh, who? Bill Lazor. No, no, no oh, okay. I, I, I'm I'm being serious. You're I, going I'm with Bill Lazor. Okay. I'm being I'm being hundred percent serious on the offensive side of the ball. But that's everywhere. But wait a minute. Let me finish. There's there's the offense coordinator and the quarterback coach. In most organizations... I know who Bill Lazor is. I just don't... I mean, you
0: said his name like we were talking about Bill Walsh or something.
2: But the other one is Shane Day. And I drew a blank, but I, I looked it up. Shane Damn. Day has, has been around a long we're time. just going to read the staff? No, no, no. Let me let me explain it. Most organizations, you have the offensive coordinator and the quarterback's coach. Yeah. And those are the guys that kind of put it all together. Here, you have a couple of older veteran senior offensive assistants. Shanahan has that, though. No, but, but these Shanahan are... Shanahan
0: has, like... Fifty coaches. No, he
2: has a lot of coaches, but these are guys that have been coordinators before. Bill yeah. Lazor and Shane Day.
3: Yeah.
0: So
2: I'm I'm reaching. I'm I said it from the very yeah. start. I'm reaching. But you got four coordinator type minds, you know, pulling and you know offering their opinions. Yeah. If I had to say one thing, it's like you know what? If I go over there, it's mine. Yeah.
0: If I go over there, it's me. And we're we're grasping we're grasping for straws here. So yeah. I, I get that. Um, I, I look at that as a positive for, for me, the negative, like if I'm Bobby Slowick and I'm looking at this situation and I'm saying this is on my cons list, not even like this is a deal breaker, but this is on my cons list. Cause you're, you're going to have a long ass list of positives. If you're Bobby Slowick when, when it comes to this situation, my con it, it's, it's the more things change, the more they stay the same. I'm, I'm listening to Clint Sterner. I'm listening to Seth yesterday. Talk about this. Man, you're kind of stuck with this offensive line. Like you're, yeah. you're kind of stuck with this offensive line. And, and and the guys who actually watched the tape and the guys who are like, really just getting in the sticks and breaking this down, like, th- they insist that that was one of the most pathetic offensive line performances that they've ever watched to the point where you're jumping off sides, you're getting, your, you're getting your butt whooped, and you have this heavy investment in Laramie Tunsil, you have this heavy investment in Titus Howard. We don't know what the hell Titus Howard is. I, it, the negative for me right now with the Texans is you're kind of stuck with this offensive line, and I don't know if it's like a mindset. It, it just seems it's kind of a weird situation. Like I don't know. Like I, does it feel like Titus Howard is almost impacting Laramie Tunsil in a negative way at this point?
2: <laughs> I don't know about that. What do you mean? Like maybe Laramie on Tunsil, social media? Yes, that's what I'm saying <laughs> though.
0: Like Laramie Tunsil has. A bad game like that, and then he's arguing. He's he's searching his name and arguing with two randos mm-hmm. uh, uh, who are just fans, and they're, and they're talking about. And I'm not saying like just fans, just fans, but they're are talking about a poor performance that was blatantly obvious. Like, I I this offensive line should be a strength, but if you watch that Baltimore game, or you listen to people who watch it closer than we do, the offensive line prevented the Texans from getting where they want to get. They did. And it's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Like You can move on from virtually anything. You can't move on from this offensive line. I would love for it to become a strength. It's possible. It's not the most far-fetched thing. But we're trying to talk about the cons. And I think the biggest con right now is you invested all this in this offensive line. And and I don't know that this offensive line is going to be a really, really good offensive line anytime soon. Boy, that's a really good one. Uh, Just because
2: you're, you're... you you gotta have Titus Howard and you gotta have uh you know Laramie Tunsil and you don't know about the interior line but you got a first round pick in there you know what's crazy you got a second round pick in there You're they're gonna what,
0: play you know what's crazy what's that as good as Laramie Tunsil is as a pa- as a pass blocker and all mm-hmm. that and I I don't dispute that I actually feel almost better about the interior than I do the, I think the, that's the fair. tackles I think that and the tackles fair. are two of the highest paid yeah
2: no you got juice uh you know Shaq uh mason has not has not he was good all year he wasn't necessarily a standout but he was never bad uh and then at the center position you've you've proved that you've got centers that can do the job that's a really good one let me let me elaborate on on my point and and w- again just to be clear because we're not like oh you guys are hating on everything no no, i'm trying
0: to figure mm-hmm. out like no. what is you... what is on bobby slowick's cons list all right let me outside of the obvious like uh, uh, an increased opportunity what is on Bobby Slowick's cons let, list? Let me elaborate on that. Bobby
2: Slowick is thirty-six year old. Thirty-six years old. Gerard Johnson is thirty-six years old. They both are coaches' kids and adored their fathers, who were very successful coaches. All right. So they have this respect. This they they, they kind of defer. Uh, they they you know they 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 always talk you know listen to other opinions, older coaches' opinions. Well, Shane Day is fifty, and Bill Lazor has been a coordinator uh in Chicago, uh elsewhere, and he's fifty one. I think like if you're thirty-six years old, you're gonna kind of, you know, show a lot of respect to those guys and maybe do things because they say so that you wouldn't do by yourself. That would be my forced only con. If I go to Washington and I'm Bobby Slowick, that's my baby. You know, if I become an offensive coordinator, name the name the team, Cleveland, let's say, for Gerard Johnson. That's my baby. Even though Stefanski, I know, uh, you know, is, is an offensive guy, but they say he's been willing to to let go of the reins of the offense. That would be the one. That would be the one. You know, you got older guys that are real strong voices. You can have your own.
0: Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you here on Houston Sports Theater Sports Radio 610. I just – you're stuck with the O-line. You're, yeah. you're stuck with the offensive line. Uh, Cole Brew on the YouTube – uh, he's probably had about twenty today, I think, because he said and it's it's only ten a.m. Um he says Landry yes yesterday said don't draft O-line, the line is set. Landry today you're stuck with this O-line. Yes, you're stuck with this O-line, you're set there because you've you you're paying Titus Howard top five right tackle money. Laramie Tunsil's the highest paid offensive lineman of all time. You used a first round pick on Kenyon Green, you used a second round pick on Juice Scruggs. You you have Shaq Mason, who's one of the top 15 highest paid guards. You've already invested in it. You can't just get rid of it and wipe the slate clean. So yes, that's that's the point, Cole brew. Drink one for me, buddy. They actually stuck. Yes, they really they're stuck. They're stuck. Mm-hmm. Like, like drink one for me. Do I feel good about it? Like if, if if I could get a time machine and go back in time and not give Titus Howard an extension, would I would I hop in that time machine? You bet your ass I would. I might I might smash my hand on the door. Uh, jumping in that time machine and trying to get rid of that, but that's where you're at right now. Yeah. You've already invested in it. It's like the Cowboys with Dak Prescott. I'm sure they would. I, I don't think they want Dak Prescott to have 60 mil against the cap next year. Yeah. Now, at least you have C.J. Stroud and all that, and and there is hope with this offensive line. Maybe they can get cohesive and maybe they can figure some stuff out. But mm-hmm. yeah, you're stuck with it. You're stuck because hmm. they're set. Is the easy way to you're put it. You're stuck because you've invested. Because all Because they're set. Like you
2: can't. You can't it's really there. mess with them too much. Yes. Like what yeah. else can you do at yeah. that point? Yeah. like what
0: can you do I mean you you just you you hope that you hope that Laramie Tunsil continues to do what he's doing because as much as people are mad at Laramie Tunsil for the false starts if Laramie Tunsil just continues doing what he's doing that's great you hope that Titus Howard establishes himself as a very good right tackle that's what you that's what you hope for if that happens good and then you hope these interior guys figure stuff out like whether it's juice Scruggs, whether it's powder and, and, and there's talent there but if they're gonna if they're gonna perform like they did yesterday, then it's a lost cause. I, I wish I wish I felt confident enough to say Titus Howard replaces Fant and and you have a significant increase at right tackle. I mean that's that's what the money should tell you that that should happen. I don't I don't feel confident in saying that. I wish I wish I I wish I could. I I can't say that. Like if you didn't take salaries into account
2: what would your depth chart look like on the offensive line going into camp? My depth
4: chart? Forget salaries. Forget. Or honestly, who would you get rid of if you could, if yeah. the salary didn't matter?
2: Specifically at right tackle. Uh, uh, don't
0: right, take salaries into account. I'll, I'll let Titus start at right tackle. We'll see what he's got. I mean,
4: and we'll see how it goes. I,
0: I, 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 I don't know. I don't know about I, his mindset. I would look
4: at, <laughs> I would look at to upgrading.
0: I, I, well, yeah, if I, money
4: didn't matter, I oh, would see if, if I, I could upgrade. I I, I
0: I, I I question his mindset. Mm-hmm. I really do. Like if you're searching your name on Twitter and arguing while you're hurt to to the point where like I, I I question the mindset. I really really do. I get it.
2: I think the I don't think he'd be first on the depth chart going into camp if you didn't take salary into account.
0: I'd go. With but Fant. I mean, Fant's a free agent though. I know,
2: but Let's I'm saying okay. I'd be
4: looking to upgrade it,
2: man. I mean, keep in mind, Charlie Heck replaced Fant.
0: At one point in the season. Yeah. And Fant was in over Howard so that Howard could go stink at guard. Yeah. 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 That, I mean, it, look, man, like, I, uh, of all the things, like, this is the thing that I think that when we take a step back and we look at this team and we start saying, okay, we're going to go to this, we're going to go to the big game in Las Vegas, uh, thanks to our friends at Yingling and the Low T Center. We're going to go there. How do the Texans get here? The, uh, The offensive line should be the least of my concerns right now. You know what I mean? Like, that was – it seems like for the last couple of years we've been saying, okay, this offensive line is going to be good. This offensive line is going to be good. Like, Mm -hmm. look at what our concerns were at the start of the year. Like, seriously, like this this puts it kind of in perspective. It might actually be encouraging depending on how you look at it. We feel good about the quarterback. We feel awesome about the head coach, the quarterback-head coach duo. We feel good. Nico Collins, we were wondering about him. He might he might not be like a, quote, number one Justin Jefferson. We feel good about him. We feel pretty good about Tank Dell, although we still think that they could improve uh, in that area. Derek Stingley, we feel like, is a cornerback one at this point. Christian Harris, that magic pixie dust that we wanted D'Amico Ryans to sprinkle on him, that appears to be there. Will Anderson, I mean, there's a lot of room for improvement. We feel pretty good about Will Anderson. We'll get into the uh, one-year evaluation of that trade and the offensive line would feel the same damn way. Yeah. Yeah. Much as things change, the more they stay the same. Mo money, same problems. Uh, it even the running game,
2: if you think about it, it took Singletary being practically magical for them to have success running the ball with behind this offensive line. He, because Damian Pierce was just getting was just getting stonewalled. And then they went to Then they went to Devin Singletary. How many times did you see him dance around in the background, avoiding first contact? Like he—he was one of the NFL's best at yards after contact. uh, Ultimately, for running backs, so even he had to be like magical, running the ball to find
0: success, running the ball against this offensive line. So it's—it's a a big issue. It's a big, big issue. Huge issue. Yeah. Huge issue. Huge concern. Uh, And right now, it is the con coming up. D'Amico Ryan's—he's got to watch his old team. Try to get to the Super Bowl. How do you think that makes him feel? And John Lopez, he has his ideal Super Bowl matchups
1: ranked 1-4. to That's next.
0: I do. Call from mom. Answer it.
1: Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
0: All right, let's get into the human element of D'Amico Ryan's Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you. Shout out to all the humans out there, uh, loopholes. If you listen, you are one. 4610 You've moved on to become a head coach. You might be the coach of the year. Your team is doing very, very well. But as you get eliminated, you'll be sitting on your couch watching by the way, I got beef with D'Amico Ryan. You have too, beef? I, with got, I got I got real beef with D'Amico Ryan's. Wow! I've been holding this in because we've kind of given him a free pass around here. Wow! Okay. I got wow, a problem man. with All right. you, D'Amico. All right. I got a problem with Hit you, Hit him D'Amico. up. Man. Listen here, D'Amico. Six minutes. Six minutes. I'll tell you why. I got a serious problem with D'Amico Ryan's, and I actually question him. I, I question I question the mind of D'Amico Ryan. Now you
2: listen, D'Amico, and you listen good. Yeah. Six minutes. <laughs> I I got a
0: real problem with D'Amico Ryan. All right. I'll tell you why in a minute. All right, in six minutes. But you're watching the San Francisco 49ers try to reach a Super Bowl, try to win a Super Bowl, and you're D'Amico Ryans. Now, I know how you are, Lopez, because you're selfish. So you would be rooting against the 49ers. I have been called very unselfish. But would do you think D'Amico Ryans is rooting for the San Francisco 49ers to win the Super Bowl? Absolutely. 100%. 100%. No hesitation. None. There, I mean that's the relationships that's the platform that he that he used to get here now is this about how Kyle Shanahan looked out for him gave him every opportunity is it is it is it about is it just as much about like what that culture was and how they were to him as it is anything else I I think it go it comes down to something that a lot of people lie about
2: but he's being sincere it, there are occasions when you're sincere like like when uh let, 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 let's say you know Someone gets married and you're and, and and you're like, "Oh, I'm so happy for you you're not you're lying <laughs> you're lying you're not that happy for him. he is sincerely happy for his friends that's what it comes down to
0: he, sincerely yeah and and I think that's kind of the san francisco culture type yeah. of joint so yeah. so yeah i i agree in that situation you're happy for them uh but there there are situations where you're not like do you think... Uh, like the one I just said? Yeah. I mean, there's there's probably certain situations where... Oh, you got a promotion. Not, yeah, I play for that job, too. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> how many times does that happen? Uh, so, we have four possible matchups in the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll talk to Baseball Spo in a sec about this uh, Josh Hader deal, uh, how much of an impact this really makes. I know it's not his money, um, so we'll hear what he has to say about it. But uh, John Lopez has listed his... Ideal Super Bowl matchups, four to one. We want to be entertained, right? I want to hear
2: some feedback from you and Figgy. Number four, número cuatro. The Super Bowl that I want to see fourth on the list: Ravens Lions. Now, let me explain that a little bit because I'm I'm really kind of pulling for the Lions, um, and and they're the underdogs and all that. Um, I I just think the Ravens would crush the Lions. Crush the Lions! We saw it. We saw it in Week Seven. They gained 503 yards on the Lions, and they beat them 38 to six. I, I'm pulling for the Lions, but Ravens. Lions. I don't want to see the Lions. Ravens would be. Just, we I'm, know that. I'm, I'm lying down. <laughs> this would be like was it the 90s when every Super Bowl was a blowout uh, for years and years and years.
4: This. Would, uh, I'm, I'm lying down. This would man be, the Ravens. Low-key whooped on everybody, to be honest. Yeah, oh, they yeah. beat the hell out of San Fran. Yeah, San, yeah, San Fran, Miami.
2: Well, we'll get to that. Número three, Chiefs-Lions.
4: Oh, God, It might be
2: fourth. Uh, it, oh, it might gosh. be fourth. Ugh. Oh, the Lions beat them in week one. Blah, blah, blah. blah Kelsey blah, didn't blah, play. Blah, blah, Kelsey And neither did Chris Jones. Or Chris
0: Jones. J-
2: Travis, Kelsey didn't play. I forgot about Chris that game. Chris Jones didn't play. Yet again, this would be like was it Broncos, uh, uh, Redskins back in the day? Oh wow, I dropped out. He said the R <laughs> twenty-eight to nothing in the first quarter or something. Uh, yeah, I don't want to see Chiefs Lions. Just, just do not. So want So basically,
0: see. you are agreeing with me that you don't want to see the Lions.
2: No, I, I just think the Lions. Like you just said that's the worst two, and you just said Lions. You're just, you just don't have the balls to admit that they're a bit. I said I am pulling for the Lions. They are a great underdog. As underdog, that the, the, the it would stand to reason that they get crushed. In the Super Bowl. Número dos. Chiefs Niners. I think it would be a terrific game. I wouldn't argue too much. It would be hyped up big time. Two elite defenses. Across the board talent. Especially for the Niners. But the Chiefs are getting hot. Patrick Mahomes is doing Mahomes thing. And as much as you hate it, there is a a Taylor Swift factor here at the Super Bowl. That would just get send people off the charts. Um, I definitely wouldn't mind that, but uh, they are number two Chiefs Niners. Numero uno. Oh, that only leaves one matchup. Ravens Niners. They, this, beat, they beat the
0: crap out of them on Christmas Day. They did. But this Broke is pretty through four was picks. ugly. Four picks. I yes. think three in the first half, four in the first half. Yeah, so, it was bad. Perfect was
2: matchup for Las Vegas, though, man. Ravens, Lamar Jackson, Niners, McCaffrey. I I think think they want the Chiefs. Uh,
0: I I think they want the Chiefs. You think? Yeah, but I'm not one of these, the NFL wants it, so it's going to happen. I just think if you asked them, they would love to have the Chiefs. Two
2: number one seeds. Yeah, The number one and number two defenses in terms of points. Uh, Jim Harbaugh lost to his brother, and the Ravens as a 49ers coach. Jim yeah. Harbaugh might be getting back yeah. uh, in the Super Bowl back in the day. Give see, me give me Ravens. Give me Ravens, Niners. And there is that revenge factor Yeah, from, from the Christmas game.
0: I'm looking at it from localized POV because I could see it. Like, whatever. I, I actually think the Lions could give the Chiefs a game.
4: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.
0: But I, I'm i looking at this from a perspective of we're going to be out there for the big game, thanks to Yingling, thanks to the Low-T Center. Uh, media night's on Monday night. So I'm looking at it from, like, when you go to media night and all the players are there, like, who can I go talk to and get, like, the best stuff from, like, mm-hmm. from a local lens? I want to talk to a minute with the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's going to run his mouth. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. Uh and then I want to I want to talk to Trent Williams and some of these 49ers guys like Kubiak sons. Mm-hmm. They're just gonna be sitting by themselves. No one's talking to them. Oh yeah, Clint. Yeah, yeah. They'll be chilling. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Go up there and yeah, uh, just
0: BS with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like yeah, Trent Williams. There would be a, a lot of
2: view action. There would be a lot of discussion about D'Amico and
0: uh, and Slowick too. It, it doesn't get better than Trent Williams, man. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't get better than him. That is that is the identity of that squad. That's it. Like a left tackle, as far as like a left tackle that just sets the tone and like the whole culture. Trent Williams, man. He's what you want. He plays hurt. Yeah, fights. I've got a target on my back. He's what you want, Laramie uh, Laramie Tunsil to be. Well, that's not realistic. But, <laughs> I mean, and, and Laramie cost two first and a second. What was Trent Williams like a second to fifth or something? Third and fifth? Something. It was like... cheap as hell. Yeah. yeah, it was
4: cheap. Yeah. I remember McLean kept saying, oh, he, he's hurt all the time. Yeah, he's
0: and McClain basically put him on his deathbed.
4: <laughs>
0: was it – do I have this wrong? Was Trent Williams
2: the guy that had a bench press issue at, no, at the Combine?
0: No, 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 no. Race card that, please. No, oh,
2: I'm just confused. I mean, who was it? It was the guy from Oklahoma. Yeah.
0: yeah. Race card.
2: Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah. Orlando Brown, that's who it was. Yeah. Just had a question? Yeah. I just uh, had a simple uh, no, question. Okay. They all look alike. The, no, new. I didn't say that. Okay. I didn't say that.
0: So why do you hate to They make got them? a third? They they got Trent Williams for a third and fifth, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, man. <laughs> That's gotta be the best trade in like, oh, recent history. 100%. Right up there was like we always talk like we talk about all this. Uh, they, they got Trent Williams for a third and a fifth. Mm-hmm. And they've gotten five years of like all pro culture. Like yeah. culture all everything. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter who your quarterback is. It doesn't matter who like man. Yeah. They, run and they went through some quarterbacks too. Yeah. Oh, and he's so long viewed too. He's so long viewed. He's a
2: big son of a gun.
0: So I got an issue with Demico Ryan. Why do you hate Demico Ryans? I don't hate Demico Ryans, but I hate what he's doing. And I and I'm I'm questioning Demico Ryans. And I would be a hypocrite for not, not acknowledging this. Okay. 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 Because I've talked about how stupid this is before. I wouldn't trade D'Amico for any coach in the NFL. As soon as they acquired D'Amico, I said, whatever he wants to do in the draft, I'm okay with. I support D'Amico. Yeah. I'm pro-D'Amico, man. Big time pro-D'Amico. He's about to have a baby, and they're not going to know what the sex is until they have it. Thank you. That's a Thank joke, you. D'Amico. Thank you, D'Amico. That is embarrassing, you D'Amico. Just... That's, worse th- that's worse than no. the worst clock management ever. D'Amico Ryans is going to have a baby, and he is not going to know what it is until it's being had. That is awful. That is a legend. That is Awful. That is a legend right there. He goes
2: down a notch in my book. He's a 9-9 no, now. No, he was a 10. He's a 9-9. He, he's a 10-plus. That's the way it should be. It's the surprise. This is the, awful, No, Tomiko. no. This is awful. All three of my kids, I didn't want to know. I didn't want to know what they were, and it just made it so much better. In that moment, you're like, it's a boy. It's a girl. Whatever. Uh, it. It's the only way to go. It's terrible. And plus you, this is embarrassing. Plus, here's the other thing. You don't have to mess with that stupid gender reveal nonsense. Well,
0: you don't have to do that anyway. That's stupid. Nobody does that. <laughs> Everybody does that. No, no, I'm saying you don't have to do that. That's for yeah. weasels. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I didn't do that. It's a gender reveal. What, how are we going to
2: do it? Let's hit a baseball. Get the hell out of here. Just find out... <laughs> Just find out
0: in Let's the bust moment. This balloon. Every yes. guy who has that, although I've seen some cool ones. I like the wrestling one where they have a wrestling match in no, pink and blue. No, that's cool. But every guy, every guy who uh, agrees to a gender reveal, you need to pop a balloon first that's pink that shows what you are because you have no <laughs> balls. <laughs> so for before you reveal it, pop the pink balloon and show that you have no balls. No, he, D'Amico is doing it the Pathetic. right way. By the way, there
2: is something having parties. My, I'm gonna have a granddaughter. In like a matter of about a week or so. A oh,
0: way to make it about you. No, I'm why saying to make it, it, it about it, it, you. It's John. not about me. It, why they had the uh, yeah? Why gender? didn't they hide the identity?
2: Uh, the, well, that was their decision. I didn't like it. I want to be. I want to be surprised. <laughs> so stupid. But but I'm not the parents. Dude, it's not a lottery ticket. <laughs> it is a lottery ticket. It <laughs> is a lottery ticket. It is. You prepare. Yeah. So God. what if like uh, this is awful. What if my granddaughter. So now the kids
0: are going to.
1: Oh, what
4: am I going to have? A brother
0: or sister? Oh, well, you know, it's kind of a surprise. Behind. Uh...
4: we got to get a g- bunch of girl clothes now. Between legs. That's the, that's
0: the fun part. Between legs number one
2: is. <laughs> <laughs> a
0: Would
2: damn you like. Game show? Legs number one, legs number two, or
0: legs number three? <laughs> Golly, man. D'Amico, you disappoint me, man. I love it. You disappoint me, D'Amico. Disappointed. Uh, coming up next, uh, Jim Crane. He spent the most money he's ever spent on a free agent. How impactful is this move? And is Adam Spillane going to join the outrage over the Baseball Hall of Fame votes? Lopez is pretty fired up. Oh, huh? yeah, whatever. Next.
1: We're making the stories from outside the loop matter to you. This is Localize It.
4: Don't you know I'm local?
1: You're in the loop on Houston's Sports Leader.
5: Sports Radio 610.
0: Who they want, who they want. Um, Who they want, who they
4: want, who they want. Um, Who they want, who
5: they want. Baseball, spo, baseball, spo. So, Jim Crane, man, biggest uh, free agent signing
0: of his time. H- how impactful is the uh, Josh Hader move for the Houston Astros? Put it in perspective with us. Adam Spillane with us
3: every Wednesday at this time. He is in the top 1% of the top when it comes to basically relievers and pitchers, really, for that matter. He's he's elite. Like Those are the types of guys that you splurge on guys mm-hmm. that are elite and so that's what they went out and did um it's a position of strength for them but at the same time like it's good to have it's good to be able to shorten a game like that so uh it, it's a it's a really good move i, I don't think it's a move i guess every move like this comes with risk but he's been remarkably healthy over the course of his career so i think that that mitigates some of the risk that comes with with the signing um he has there there have been times i think uh 2022 the control kind of was off and on but that's going to happen Sometimes, but I, I think it's it's a great move. I think it helps them a lot um in twenty twenty four and in, in the four years that will come after.
2: How does it play out though at the back end of the bullpen? You got some uh negotiating to do, some uh talking, some calming.
3: Yeah, I, I I think that's one of those things we'll have to wait and see how it shakes out. Um I, I don't know the big thing is going to be, and as we get to spring training in a couple of weeks, the big thing will be well, who has the ninth? and Joe Espada has said a couple times that they want to anoint a ninth inning guy before spring training, I guess before the season starts. I don't think that you necessarily need to do that. Um, I, I'm big on, on guys having roles and having set roles, but they've got three guys. All three are going to close at some point. Like that's just how it's going to be. You can't mm-hmm. pitch everybody every day, but like if you go and you name Hater the ninth inning guy and you are playing against a team that night and they have a, a really good left-handed pocket do up in the eighth inning. You're just going to go with Presley? No, I think you you essentially have to go with Hater. So I, I think a big thing that Espada and Josh Miller and Bill Murphy are going to have to do, I, I think communication is going to be really important because you sit down as a staff before every game and you discuss, if this pocket comes up, we've got this guy. If that pocket comes up, we've got that guy. And I think you need to loop these guys in and let them know, hey, if this pocket comes up in the eighth, Hater, that's going to be you tonight. Uh, if this pocket comes up in the eighth, Presley, that's going to be you. So this I think pocket talk. Three guys. Oh, okay. So how about these three guys? What are you, What are you doing here? Well, I'm trying to. What, so- what is
0: going? on? I'm sitting here like, what is this? I'm trying, to, sa- I'm trying to sound. Is This smart. what you nerds talk about? <laughs> yes. <Is> this, <laughs> y'all say
3: pocket? Yes.
0: I'm trying to sound. So smart, you're sitting like, in drink. the press box with <laughs> Chandler Rome and you say, and you say, hey, what, what pockets coming up yeah. in the eighth? Yeah. yeah. You, what, I, you haven't I, heard this. I've, I've oh, used this pocket. phrasing many times. <laughs> I, the pocket? No. Like, who's due up in the eighth? Yeah. Who's due up in the ninth? They got two lefties doing. I, I need. I can't keep up with you people. I can't keep up with you baseball guys. Trying to sound smart. That's all it is. Well, you don't have to try so hard, Spo.
3: because you're making me. You're, but you're Ryan Presley the hell out of me. can't
2: be
0: happy.
3: I, you know, I he can't be happy. I don't know. I, no, I, he can't. I'm not going to try and get. Into, I'm not going to try and get into Ryan Presley's head. I am. He can't um, be happy. Presley is. I think at this point of his career, he's gotten his money. I don't think he's got another big contract in him, but he wants to close. I, I think he also wants to win games. Jim. So does that mean he's not going to get his music anymore? Are they going to uh, do he that? He get it in the eighth inning. They gave Octavio. Oct- Oct- can't, can't play the music in the eighth. Why, why can't you? <laughs> Come on, man. That's a closer thing. <laughs> Rafael Montero has music in the eighth inning. Yeah, but he doesn't have like not a whole song. production. He had to change the <laughs> song. I, I ain't
0: close. You ain't turning out the lights.
2: I miss Johnny eight? Cash why, already. Why can't
3: you? I mean that's too much. The I disagree. Music is reserved for the closer. You're, you're trying to get the crowd like, involved. Like a it's whole production like for that. The yeah, you, you, it's, you can't do that in the eighth. Yeah, we got PA announcers yelling defense in okay. conference games. I mean, it's but that's different game. with a closer. I, I disagree. I think that they will do all the Johnny Cash stuff. They did it when he, whenever he would come in in the eighth inning in, in the postseason. Yeah, but he was closing. Do. It was like one. It was like two outs. He's coming in. He's the you last don't know guy that for a fact. They could have
0: brought in somebody Yeah. <laughs> Adam Fillane here on In the Loop Sports Radio 610 talking about Jim Crane's biggest move. So Lopez is in his feelings, and a lot of guys are in their feelings because Billy Wagner didn't get in to the Hall of Fame. Few people who voted for him last year didn't vote for him this year. It's his ninth well, he had opportunity. A bad year. <laughs> it's his it's his ninth opportunity, and he he comes up five votes short. Are you fired up about this? Like, do you want to join the
3: John Lopez outrage? Group, are, are are you okay with it? I, I don't care anymore. I used oh, to wow. Care. I used to care about that stuff. It doesn't matter to me anymore.
2: It doesn't matter to me by and large. But Wait, I th- so
3: can I, can I ask you because... Wait, yeah. what
2: what did you say? I
3: said by and large, but when it... No, I said yesterday,
2: you didn't let me finish. Billy Wagner mattered to me. That was one of my confessions. Like, like I was like, this is an outrage if they don't vote for him. They And this is not about so much like... Like, Billy Wagner is a Hall of Famer. Like, Billy Wagner is a Hall of Famer. You put his numbers next to Mariano Rivera, who's a no-brainer, they're almost identical, and in some cases, Billy Wagner's are better. And I know you were mentioning the, in, in the break, Well, what about the postseason? The, the the Hall of Fame is about body of work. It's about your body of work. That includes postseason. I'm not going to say it's, it's nothing, but there are guys that barely sniff the postseason that are in the Hall of Fame. This is about the writers who vote. Pompous, arrogant, self-important, quote, keepers of the game, that don't know what their role is. Their role is to celebrate the game. The Hall of Fame is a museum celebrating the best of the of the best. And if you if you talk about any any category, let's talk about closers. Billy Wagner is one of the best in the game. Yeah, I just don't care anymore. I used well, to- you don't have to care. <laughs> Stuff mattered to me in the past. Yeah, yeah, no, you don't have to care. But what I'm saying is, we, we. I mean, we're here to comment. I mean, you're you're talking about pockets. I mean, you 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 care about pockets. You know, I mean, like like you care more about pockets than than Billy Wagner's entire career
3: uh, not being celebrated appropriately? I, I care more about what's going to happen next month as opposed to 20 years ago.
2: No, no, I understand that. You know, can, can I ask you, though? Yeah. Because
3: I-, I do think you bring up a good point, though, about the guys that voted him in the past and didn't vote him in the future. Are those guys, though, that just chose to leave them off their 2024 <laughs> ballot after voting for him in 2023? Or were they voters who were kicked off the voting rolls because that stuff tends to be kind of dynamic. Like, guys who had votes don't have votes. Like, you used to have a vote. You don't have a vote anymore.
2: Yeah, I voted for 19, I think 19 years. And then... Uh, when was I, your last year? Uh, about four years ago. Yeah. Um, and did
3: I'm... You, did you vote for Billy Wagner when you had a vote? Every year. Okay. Every single See, but year. Th- and that that's where Billy Wagner gets hurt, yeah. is that some of the guys who were on the, the voting rolls before have since been dropped Lopez the quit roles. on Billy Wright? <laughs> no, that's really the bottom line. That's that's really what's Billy, Billy on. Billy Wagner would be in the Hall of Fame today uh, if on, it for you. You quit on him. Just you of the problem. Just
2: one vote. He missed by five. You <laughs> quit on him. That's that's 20% of what he did. Uh, but but I actually was kind of embarrassed for being for what the voters were doing, and I was just being honest with myself. I think I might have told you, Landry, I'm like, I watch every game but i don't go to games yeah i don't i don't go to the clubhouse anymore yeah. it wouldn't have been fair for me to vote yeah and so i kind of did See, like I, I, the
4: I dis- right
3: thing i i disagree with that because you were in the clubhouse back then so yes. like a, a lot of the guys who are getting thro- who are getting taken off the voting rolls are guys that were covering the game when the guys who are currently being voted in were playing in the game, so that's that's the one thing that I I, I kind of disagree with how they've handled the voting in recent years mm-hmm. is that no,
2: I chose to be off though. Okay, yeah, because I was but, like, but a this lot isn't of guys fair. a lot I mean,
3: of guys <laughs> are being but you probably should have stayed on yeah because like you covered the you covered the sport when Gary Sheffield was in the league you sure. covered the sport when Billy Wagner was pretty much everybody for the in this class yeah so yeah. that 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 I think is where they've kind of made the mistake of taking some guys off the voting rolls a little too soon for that very reason i just think these guys but he's going to get in like he's five votes uh, it's short. his last year, he, he's, year he's going to get in i i, I will uh, i will stick I a hope good you're amount right. no, breaking I, news i hope you're right he, he i i don't think there i i don't think there is precedence for a guy who has been this close to not getting so like, what is 73.6 i think craig vigio was two vote shy um yeah. whenever the year before that he he got in easily the next year so uh ultimately i i, think, I have a problem with the voters.
4: I like, like know. they, they, they're just those so, are your
3: people, bro.
2: Not anymore. I quit them. Those are your photos. I left them. I left them in the rearview rear mirror. Sir. I was embarrassed. It's embarrassing.
0: Well,
3: you were them once. You're part <laughs> of the problem. Part <laughs> of the problem,
0: bro. Part of the problem. Should have stayed on. Spo, appreciate you. No matter the pocket, we can always count on you. Let's talk about pockets on Wednesday here on in the Loop. You got, you got a inning. lefty Sixth pocket <laughs> in the seventh <laughs> inning.
3: And then there might be a switch hitter here and a right-handed hitter there. That's another pocket. I've I've used this phrasing many times. You've yeah. Never... I must Thanks have missed it. Thanks for paying attention. I must have missed it. A
0: pocket. I d I don't know if I, I don't know. We're gonna have to check the tape on that. Coming up, the year one evaluation of the Will Anderson trade. Something I'll, some people need to accept, plus One of the hottest takes of all hot takes from the man himself. In the Loop continues next.
4: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.